remember as a, as a young boy during the Advent season, one of the first things that I would focus on as we would come to church every Sunday is, is the pink candle lit yet? I knew that once the pink candle was lit, we were close. And that candle symbolized some level of joy for me and as you can imagine and maybe relate to, that, that joy was connected with Christmas presents, Christmas gifts. And um, so we're there. My question to you is, as we look at this third week of Advent, and we see that the pink candle is lit, which means we have two weeks before Christmas, what does that elicit from you? Is there excitement? Just let me just get a show of hands. You don't have to participate if you don't want, but just curious. How many of you are just excited the idea that we're two weeks away? Okay. Can you put your hands down? How many people here are just going a little bit like, oh my God, OMG? <laughs> a little panic? Is that possible? I'm not ready? There's so much more I think I should be doing or should have done. But how to, how to cultivate that, that spirit of joy that the church desires us to experience as we draw close to the birth of Jesus, celebrating his birth. And I think first we have to maybe distinguish what joy is. Joy is more than just happiness. Now, I, I am excited when the Patriots win. Um, you might say, you know, I rejoice, but that's not joy. Those victories and those, those, those rejoicings will, will fade out, you know, usually a little bit after, you know, Monday morning when I read the sports pages from several different accounts and I've savored the victory, and then, and then it just fades. Spiritual joy doesn't fade. My, my sister Kristen, who incidentally, her middle name is Joy. Yesterday was her birthday. She, and my dad gave her that middle name of Joy because he wanted it to symbolize joy in Christ. Kristen Joy. And my sister, just to brag a little bit, I think just embodies joy in her life. Um, she is an amazing mother of six. And I stand back and I just watch her as she takes care of her family. She has recently went back to school and got a degree in nursing. And, and, I, and I look how she manages it all. And what I see, I see peace and I see joy in everything that she does. When her last child was born, Felicity, beautiful name, all the, the children, her younger children, were in the hospital, and uh, she was letting her youngest, well, the last two that she had before Felicity were twins, so she was letting Ben hold 
little Felicity. And I think Ben is probably about four years old at this moment. And he's, he's holding his little baby sister in his hands. And he turns to his mom, my sister, and says, I don't know why my eyes are wet. I'm not sad. I don't know why my eyes are wet. I am not sad. At four years old, he was experiencing tears of joy as he held his baby sister. To me, that touches on something of the the mystery and the reality of deep abiding joy. In John's gospel, Jesus, this is Jesus' deepest desire. And he says this, that my joy might be in you and that your joy might be complete. That's what Jesus desires for us. The question is, do we believe it? Do we believe that Jesus wants us to experience complete joy? That you may have life and have it to the fullest. Do we believe that's the priority that God desires for us? Or is it our deeper belief that Jesus wants us to be holy? That Jesus wants us to be sinless? That Jesus has set the bar so high that we feel that sometimes trying to live the life he calls us is more of a killjoy than real joy. And I think that we have to be honest with those and say, where am I coming from as I, as I look at Jesus and what he calls me to and what he promises me? And is he, is he true? Is he true to his promises? You know, in the gospel today, I tried to imagine, you know, what it would be like to be one of those individuals who, who encountered Jesus and they encountered his healing power. Because the disciples of John the Baptist are coming to Jesus. And they're saying, okay, are you the Messiah? Are you the Christ? Are you the one that we're awaiting for? And he says, tell John what you see. The blind have their sight restored. The deaf have their hearing restored. The crippled are able to walk. The lame are being healed. The good news is being proclaimed. Because these are all signs that the Messiah has come. And if you or I were to experience that, I am fairly certain we would rejoice. Because often I think it's we don't realize the blessings we have in our life until they're taken away. And that can be a loved one. It can be our health. Recently, it happened, I don't know, maybe about three or four weeks ago, um, I went down to, to Florida for a funeral for um, a very good friend of mine. And when I came back, I realized that I, I lost hearing in my left ear. And it's happened once before, and it eventually came back. And, and I've had these moments over the last maybe three or four weeks where I feel like things are starting to get better and I can start to hear out of this ear. And then I experienced this, this rejoicing. And then 
it goes back to maybe hearing uh, 20%. So I'm still praying, and I should probably help the Lord out and see a doctor uh, about that. <laughs> but I, I know that, that when that is restored, I am going to be really grateful to be able to hear out of both of my ears 100%. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to rejoice. I believe that Jesus, and I think this is the reminder of this third Sunday of Advent, is that the power of his love and his mercy and the meaning of his birth and the meaning of his death and his resurrection is available to us right now, today. And to experience that is to experience also the fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is joy. And that today, we're going to have an opportunity to go to confession at the end of Mass. Uh, Father Mike, myself, and maybe one or, other, one or two other priests will be here hearing confessions. But I believe that the sacrament of confession is more powerful than the creation of the whole universe. I believe in the sacrament of confession, we experience the power of being recreated, restored, renewed. And very often, it's not until after we've gone to confession do we notice the blessing of what we've been missing. We experience that we're breathing anew, that the weight has been lifted from us, and we feel, we feel closer to the Lord. And I believe that we've experienced a great gift of restoration of healing, of mercy. And that experience never gets old. And I believe that stirs up in us that fruit of the Holy Spirit, which is joy and thanksgiving. Let's pray for the grace as we continue with this Mass, that if the Lord is placing it on your heart to come to confession today, or maybe later in this Advent season, that you'd have the courage to do so. That you'd follow through with that invitation from the Lord. You would not let fear, shame, hold you back from experiencing the healing power and love that comes from Jesus' heart for you, coming through the priest, coming through that gift of absolution, that your sins are forgiven. To me, there is no greater joy than experiencing the love of Jesus poured out for us through the sacraments. In the sacrament of the Eucharist, we receive him completely. And the sacrament of confession profoundly, I believe, enhances our experience of the joy that comes to us in Holy Communion. Amen?